children good morning adults <laughs> i am so happy to be back yeah jesus God is good. Oh. wow what a 
What a blessing to be able to serve God and to serve him the way we do. We are grateful. This is the day that the Lord has made. Yes, and we will rejoice and we will be glad in it. I know I'm going to be. I'm so glad to be back. Oh, I love, love it. So much. Just love your hands like this. Oh, 
you got to finish it. Just let me go. Yeah. 
Give God some praise. We thank you, Jesus. Come on, church. Come on, church. Let's give God some praise. We thank you, Jesus. We give you all the glory and honor, Jesus. We magnify your name, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's worship him. Come on, let's give God all the praise. Come on, with all the breath in your body, let's praise him. He deserves all the praise. Oh, we thank you, Lord. 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 
Come on now, this is the time. This is the time that we're gathering together and praising in one accord. Thanking God for all that he's done for us. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus.
worship you. We were made, we were made to worship you. We were made to worship you. Jesus, 
magnify your name right now Jesus hallelujah Jesus we praise you right now God we give you all the glory and honor Lord we praise you Jesus we praise you Jesus we praise you Jesus we praise you Jesus Oh Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Father, right now in your name, Jesus, we give you all the glory and honor right now, Lord. We're asking you to purify our hearts and our minds right now, Jesus. Cleanse us, oh God, from all unrighteousness, Lord. But we speak healing unto this place right now, Lord. We speak healing right now, Lord, to those that are sick right now, Lord. Touch Ziki right now in your name, Jesus. Touch our entire body right now, Lord. Huh? We bind the devil right now. We speak your peace upon our mind, Lord. Touch the Curtis family right now, Jesus. Heal them right now in your name, Jesus. Touch Minister Barry right now, God. Strengthen her, encourage her right now, Lord. Lord, right now in your name, Jesus, Lord. We just come together right now in your name, Lord. And we bind up the devil right now. All things that he's trying to do to come up against your people, Lord. We believe and we know you're stronger, Lord. We give you all the glory and honor right now, Jesus. Lord, right now we ask that you just touch all those that are suffering right now, Lord. Those right now, Lord, that are backslidden and lost, Lord. Touch their minds right now, Lord. Shake up their lives, Lord, right now, Jesus. Let them recognize you're the only sturdy ground, Jesus. 
fall upon you, Jesus. Let them reach their hands toward you, Lord. And purify them once again, Jesus. Lord, we thank you right now, God, for the miracles that are yet to come in our lives, Lord. We thank you, oh God, for the things that you've already done, Lord. We know with all of our faith, Lord, that our prayers are answered according to your will, Lord. And upon our faith, we trust and we believe in you. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we pray. We say amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's sing some songs with Ryan. Miss Christina, you ready? All right now. I right, stand to your feet. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Oh, angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, Jesus is that God we serve. Oh, Jesus is that God we serve. Oh, angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, I love that mighty God.
Now, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> it's so good to be here. <laughs> you know, uh, <clears throat> while I was home those last two Sundays, you know, I watched service and gosh, I heard Derek pray for me. And you know, what, when you're being prayed for, it just um, fortifies you, right? You know what I'm saying? Especially when you're being prayed for by Holy Ghost filled people. There is nothing greater than that. And you know, I'm I'm here to tell you because when you start when if you're under the weather, or if you're hurt, if you're feeling bad or whatever, it's kind of easy to get caught up in that um <laughs> or, or whatever it is. It's it's easy. It is for me. I don't know. I figure if I do it then at least somebody else does. So the only thing that will kind of lift you up and bring you out of that is if you spend time with Jesus, if you, you know, read his word, if you fervently pray, you know, because not everything is prayer when you're like, let me win that lottery. <laughs> Come on, Lord. That's not a prayer. <laughs> so anyway, this song is an old one, and I've done it many times. You know, it, for me, with my scrambled little brain, when I would listen to it, sometimes I would think, well, who's talking now? Part of it is the person singing the song, any of us, because we all sing to Christ, and then God telling us. So it's like a conversation. So I miss my time with you. Thank you. 
one thing from the Lord, it is what I desire, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, gazing on the beauty of the Lord and seeking Him in His temple. For He will conceal me in His shelter in the day of adversity, and He will hide me under the cover of His tent. He will set me high on a rock. Then my head will be high above my enemies around me, and I will offer sacrifices in his tent with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. I am certain that I will see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart be courageous. Wait for the Lord. Thank you. 
Praise the Lord, everyone. Glory to God. See, some of us were brave enough to come out in the cold. Not as cold as it was last week. It's good to see you here. Praise the Lord. Uh, our young people are dismissed to their classes. Glory to God. Uh, this morning, I want to share something with you that I called, What Are You Doing With The Power? What are you doing with the power? Uh, there's several words translated power in the Greek. There's about eight of them. One of them means super, superbness, glory, or splendor. There's another one that means a commencement or chief. One that means place or rank, beginning, corner, magistrate, power. Another that means principle, rule. Another that means vigor, great dominion. Another that means forcefulness, ability, might. But there are two words translated power that have to do with us. And you find both of them in a scripture that, that we've discussed before in Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. It says, uh, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Uh, uh, this, this uses two of the words that I'm sharing with you. One of them is exosia. That means power. It means ability or privilege, force, competency, freedom. Uh, magistrate, a token of control, delegated influence, authority, and uh, right or strength. And then there's another one that's called uh, dunamis. And that one means force, especially miraculous power. It implies the miracle itself, ability, abundance, uh, meaning, might, mightily, mighty deed, worker of miracles, power, strength, violence, mighty, wonderful work. In this passage of scripture in, in, in Luke 10, 19, Jesus said, I give you power, he gives you authority, exosia, over all the dunamis, a miraculous power of the devil. In other words, you get a sense of this when you see uh, when Jesus uh, cast all the demons out of the man who was in the caves. And, and then uh, the devils, they said, well, are you going to get rid of us or something before I tell you? Let, let's suffer us that we could do something. He said, okay, well, you could go in that herd of pigs. In other words, you have miraculous power. You can do things, but I have authority over that. Well, God gave you that. He gave you that. He gave you authority over all the miraculous power of the enemy. Because he is a power and principalities that you read about in Ephesians. He has superhuman 
supernatural powers. But thank God we have authority over it. But today, I want to talk about this, this miraculous power that you have. Because you have both. That's what I said. We got two that you that have to do with you, exosia and dunamis. Uh, um, you know this, in Acts chapter 1 and 8 it says, But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and in the uttermost parts of the earth. He said, you're going to receive dunamis power, miraculous power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You know, in, in uh, 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 1 Corinthians 4 and 20, it says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power, in dunamis power. This power is force, especially miraculous power. A miracle itself, ability, abundance, meaning. It's might. It's a mighty deed. It's, it's a worker of miracles, power and strength. You have that. You have that. If you have the Holy Ghost, you have that because he said that's what you're going to receive. Uh, uh, one of my uh, favorite scriptures, and, and, that I, and I thought that this would be our leading scripture, we can call it that, is Ephesians 3 and 20. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. So, so, so just so you get the full gist of what he's saying here, exceeding means over, above, beyond. So, so he's able to do exceeding over, above, and beyond abundantly. That means overflow, to run over. And what you might think, the Bible says, ask or think. So, so you get it. Think is what would you comprehend, consider, perceive, or understand. So God, the Bible says that he's able to do over and above, beyond, overflow of all that you would ask that you could comprehend, consider, perceive, or understand. And he's able to do this by the power. This, this is dunamis power. And it is working or worketh in you. It's active, efficient, effectual, fervent, being mighty to show forth itself, working effectually in us. So, God asks us today, what are you doing with the power? What are you, what are you doing with it? What are you doing with the power? See, see, you, you've been in situations like that where, 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 you know, you might have uh, given somebody a child, your child or something, some money or something, or gave them something to do. And you ask them, what did you do? I gave you this. You know, I, I was talking to Camille uh, the other day, and we were, we were uh, reminiscing. I was talking about my dad, you know, and he, boy, he was had an explosive personality. 
and and you know when he felt something he was very principled about things and he, there's a principle that you have to adhere to for him and and one day he gave my older brother some money to go to shop to get some food for us to eat a chicken some some chicken place whatever years ago obviously and 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 uh when 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 he got back my dad said well how much was it he said oh it was two something he said two something two something i mean this man clown for oh gosh half hour jump scatting i mean he was performing because he wanted to know what do you mean two something how much is two something he want to know what you did with my money <laughs> what did you do with my money see God is asking us today what are you doing with the power I put power in you I gave you miracle working power what are you doing with it church body of Christ you know Susie was talking about how when you get sick you know, sometimes you don't feel good, you know, and you start feeling sorry for yourself. And you say, oh, I'm so worried, worried me. Oh, gosh, no one cares about me. Oh, I should just eat snails and do something. You know, but what, what you doing with the power? You have the Holy Ghost. If nothing else, it ought to make you confident. But no, this is this is this is the power that God has put in you. It's working in you effectually. It's supposed to be. That's what he said, the power that worketh in us. That's how he's able to do things with the power that works in us. That's his power. Jesus is asking us today, what are you doing with the power? Ephesians 3 7 says, Wherefore I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. So it's God's power given to you. I said it's God's power is given to you. And it should be working efficiently. It should be. You know, God doesn't fail. He, he doesn't have something that, you know, it might work, it might not work. You know, like we have things like, well, uh, uh, I, you have anything that you can help me with? Yeah, I can help you. I, I can give you this. It might work. I'm not sure. That's not with God. See, the power of God works efficiently. Effectively. And he gave this power to you. That means it is able to function. It's useful. It's helpful. And it's effective. So what are you doing with this power? What are you doing with this power? I, when God first told me about this, I had to think about, okay, what am I doing with the power? God, what, what? Because he does all sorts of things with it. We'll, we'll talk about some of the things that he does with this power and what you should be able to do. Ephesians 1, verses 19 and 20 says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power 
which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him on his own right hand in the heavenly places. So, so if you read the scripture, you, you get some sense of what he's saying. But actually, uh, uh, the apostle Paul says that he did not cease praying that the saints at Ephesus would receive the revelation of what is the exceeding greatness of this power uh, to us who believe. Apparently, while they were born again, they didn't really understand the exceeding greatness of this miraculous power that God has given us. If you read the scriptures above that, verses 17 and 18, Ephesians 1, it says that God, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us. In other words, uh, 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 I believe that a good portion of today's church is in the same situation. It may be that you don't really understand or know about this power that's in you. You don't understand it. You don't really know it. You need a revelation. And Paul said, I'm praying that God would give you a spirit of revelation, wisdom and revelation, so you can understand what this power is. You, you, you have the power of God inside of you. I, I tell you, before God gave me somewhat of this kind of revelation when I first got saved. Like, you know, uh, uh, I, I've never had a desire to be anything but born again. That's it. I just want to be saved. I just want to be born again. And, and then when God told me something that he particularly wanted me to do, you understand, well, I wanted to represent him in it. Yeah, I, I want to be, you know, I want to do that. But as far as aspirations, I, I don't, don't you want to do this? You know, No, I'll tell you how many times I had to explain to people, I'm not looking for preaching dates. I'm not. Yeah, man. You know, don't you? You could do that. Well, you know. If God said do that, I'll do it. I, but I'm not. I'm not. Searching. See, see, I, I do believe that the church has yet to get all the revelations that God has for it. One of the problems is, is that even people that say they're humble, you, 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 you think that you there, you got it. We got everything we can get. Especially churches, church organizations. No, we, we got it. We don't need nothing else. We got it. And your behavior tells on you periodically that no, you do want something else. You are looking for something else. But even as a, a body of believers, the most purest believers, you, you still have stuff that you can learn, that God still has things he wants to reveal to you. If that wasn't true, you know, I'd be telling you the same thing over and over. Repent. Get baptized in the name of Jesus. I can tell you that all day, every day, every Sunday. Or give. <laughs> Glory to God. 
Colossians 1 and 29 says, Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. That word mightily is translated the same word dunamis. It's miraculous power. That's what, that's what he says. I'm laboring and striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. This dunamis power is working in me mightily. All of these things, all these passages that we gave are force. Especially miraculous power, the miracle itself, abundance, ability, meaning, mighty, mighty worker. That, that's what they are. See, that power that God gave us, it healed lepers. It healed palsy. It healed blindness. It raised the dead. It calmed a storm. It fed thousands. That's the power we're talking about. Look, Matthew, Matthew uh, uh, 11 and 5 says this. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised up. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. That's through the power of God. That's the power that he gave us. That's why he's asking us now, okay, now what are you doing with the power? I gave you this power. I, I do things by the power. That's, I do things exceeding abundantly above what you could ask or think by the power that's working in you. The power he gave you. Mark 1, 40-42 says this, And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, put his hand, uh, uh, put forth his hand, and touched him, and saith unto him, I will, be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leper, leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. He was cleansed, immediately. Luke 17, 12 through 14 says this, And as he entered into the uh, certain village, then uh, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. They were cleansed. It's just power. You know, sometimes people get confused, you know, about, about the power of God, about how he does things. Like, like uh, uh, you know, the, the method that he does things. You know, that's why you see some churches, you know, they have you like jump three times, spin around, and touch your head, do something like that. Then God's going to heal you. No, God heals. How he does it, he might spit on the ground and put clay in your eyes, or he might say you can see without touching you. But he, he, he healed these lepers. Uh, Matthew 20, uh, 30 through 34 says, And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And the multitude rebuked them, because they, sh uh, uh, they should hold their peace. But they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And Jesus stood still and called them and said, What will uh, ye that I should do unto you? 
And they said unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes, their eyes received sight, and they followed him. Praise the Lord. So, so, so you, you see, th this is the kind of power that God is talking about. Like, why would you be sitting around uh, feeling like you're in trouble, feeling like you're beat down, feeling like you're hurt, something's wrong with you, being defeated? You have this kind of power in you. I, I don't know that that it seems crazy. You know, it's like if I if, if I give you some money, if I give you a thousand dollars, you're not gonna just let it sit down. You're gonna go spend it. You're gonna go get it, do something with it. You know, I had a man one time. He he had a, a, a well. I don't want to talk about that. Anyway, you get enough money, you go buy cards, you go buy everything. You might say, when I get my money, I'm going to do this. But when you get the money, you might do something completely different. You're going to use it. Jesus is asking us, why aren't you using the power that I gave you? Why, why aren't you using it? Oh, but I am. Look, what, really? Where, what, what, what are you doing? What are you doing with it? Show me what you did with the power that I gave you. You know, Jesus had a parable that he told men that, that, that he gave the talents to and everything. And one man said, by the time he got to the last one, he said, I hid it. I knew you were, you know, someone who started expecting things and stuff like that. So I hid it so I can give it back to you. He said, well, you, you wasted it. I gave you something and you didn't use it properly. See, some of us have taken this power. You're sitting on it. You're hiding it. You hold, No, you have it. If you have the Holy Ghost, it's in you. You're not using it. You're not doing anything with it. You're just sitting there with it. What are you doing with the power? What are you doing with this power? Glory to God. <laughs> Matthew 4 and 24 say, And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatics, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. Praise the Lord. See, see, all of these are things that, that you can deal with. And Pastor, you're telling us to do what Jesus did. We're not God. I'm not telling you anything. God is. Jesus said, greater works will you do in my name. John 14, 12 said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. So I, I didn't tell you that. I didn't write this. 
What are you doing with the power? Uh, uh, the Bible said uh, uh, that this power is working in you, effectually in you. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we may ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. That us is us, the church. God is able to do things you haven't thought about yet. You haven't considered. You wouldn't understand it. You can't comprehend it. And I can do that with that power that I gave you. I gave it to you. You know, God doesn't do anything that doesn't have a reason or purpose. He doesn't do anything that doesn't have reason or purpose for it. So you have this power. You, you probably want to ask God, well, God, why, why did you give me the power? What do what you want me to do with it? You got to ask him. Ask him. He'll, he'll tell you. You know, ask him if he wants you to just sit at home <laughs> and think about it, you know, or say it on the phone. Yeah, girl, I got power. No, man, I could do this. I could do that. No, no, no. Okay. But what are you doing with it? Show me what you're doing with it. Glory to God. John 11 and 14 says this. Jesus said, then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Verses 43 and 44, that same chapter says, and when he thus had spoken, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was uh, bound about with a napkin. Jesus said unto them, loose him and let him go. This power that he has raised the dead. Raised the dead. No, this is power. Well, you don't understand that. How can you raise somebody from the dead? You don't understand that. See, you just have to take a, 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 a segment out of Abraham's life. See, because when Abraham took Isaac up on that hill, uh, up on that mount, and tied him up and everything, you understand, had the boy carrying the wood and all this kind of stuff, he made a little altar, said, son, <laughs> come here, honey. Got to tie you up. He threw him up on there and drew that knife back. You understand? The Bible said that Abraham realized something. If I kill him, God will have to raise him up. Because he already made a promise to me. He told me this. And he don't lie. So if you tell me to offer him, you're going to have to raise him up. Hey, you know what? By the way, you brought him up from the dead already. Because me and Sarah, <laughs> you know. We were still walking around, but as far as making babies, we were dead. You raised him from the dead. You must be able to do it again. The question is, do you believe what this power is in you? Watch this. Here you go, Peter. Acts 9, 33-34. And there he found a certain man named Aeneas, which had kept 
his bed eight years and was sick of the palsy. And Peter said unto him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. Arise and make thy bed. And he arose immediately. The man was paralyzed. The man was paralyzed. You, you see somebody in a wheelchair, you start feeling sorry for him. No, it's okay. You can feel compassion. But you're like, oh, gosh, I guess it's too late for them. No, not too late. You, you know, when you see in the Bible, they, they were sick of the palsy. I mean, they were crippled. They were paralyzed. Something was wrong. They couldn't walk. They couldn't do things. And Jesus healed so many people with palsy, I, you know. He healed them. His power. This is the same power. Same power that God gave us. See, that's why Jesus said in Acts 1 and 8, he told his disciples this. He said, look now, I'm going to tell you, you're going to receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Huh? They were like a lot of people in church. What? What? Because they didn't have the Holy Ghost yet. They didn't know. But oh, after they got it. When Peter and John, Peter saw the man at the gate beautiful. Said silver and gold we don't have. But what we do have, oh, we got power. Get up. Get up. We have something more valuable. Praise God. This man was paralyzed, and with the power of Jesus that was in him, Peter called the man off of his bed of sickness. <laughs> and the, by that same power, the man got up. See, some of us are laying in a bed of sickness. See, we had a message one time that we took all the physical ailments that Jesus healed people of, and we identified them spiritually for you. Some of y'all are blind. You, you can't see. God's showing you stuff and you're walking around like you're feeling. Spiritually blind. Some of y'all are lame. You can't walk. God is trying to get you to go somewhere and, and you, you're dragging your leg, limping. See, you, you, you have prepared yourself a bed of sickness to lay on and beg. Oh, God, if I could just make this much money. You're speaking in tongues and everything on your bed of sickness like a beggar who's paralyzed. What are you doing? With the power. What are you doing with the power? Look at Second Timothy chapter three. Second Timothy three, one through five says this know also then the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemy, disobedient to parents, unthankful. Wait, go back. Disobedient to parents. I like that part. 
disobedient to husbands. Oh, oh, no, I put that, that, that's not in there, I'm sorry. That's not in there, I'm sorry. Uh, let me go back, let me go back. <laughs> this know also, that in the last days, perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. See, some folks, you're in love with yourself. You're so in love with yourself that you can't see anything else. Uh, uh, Camille and, 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 and Camille, they tease me about this when we're on the phone in the morning. Mimi calls every morning, she's talking. So they give me a hard time. And every time they bring up something, I always put myself right in the center of it. It's about me. And Mimi has this thing. She says, he's the, uh, uh, the main character syndrome. She said he suffers from main character syndrome. Like he's the main character of this story. And you're not. It's not about you at all. We weren't even discussing you. You weren't even our thoughts, okay? You just have to be laying there, butting into our conversation. But some folks are like that in reality, where you have this main character, you love yourself so much that you're unable to see anything else going on that does not involve you. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. See, a lot of folks say, oh, blaspheme. Jesus said, blasphemy. You blaspheme against the Holy Ghost. You don't know how many times you blaspheme. People in church blaspheme. We talked about this before. A new saint gets up, gives a testimony, and God did this, and God did this for me, and stuff like that. And some of your old saints sitting back and that ain't God. God ain't did all that. <laughs> huh? <laughs> you blaspheming the Holy Ghost doing things, and you saying that's not true. You ought to be careful. I grant it, some people have some stuff that the Holy Ghost didn't do, you know. That's not your call. You need to tell nobody. Everybody has a spirit of discernment. They'll know. Oh, that wasn't real. I don't need to talk about it. But but you have blaspheme. You have people that are disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Without natural effect, affection, truth breakers, false accusers. Oh my. False accusers. Here was the most phenomenal false accusation. We had a lot of false accusations. Some of them I never gave any energy to at all because it was ridiculous. I didn't even feel a need to try to protect an image or anything. Incontinent, fierce, despises those that are good. I don't like them. Why? They're always talking about what God is doing. Okay, but why are you mad at them for that? Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Ooh. 
That's a tough one. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. You know, sometimes you get in a situation where do I want to have fun or do I want to, you know, subject myself to something spiritual? See, you, you ought to practice. If you're a lover of pleasures more than your love of God, you ought to go on a fast. I mean a real fast. I'm not talking about that seven-day fast where you, you, didn't eat, you, ate, you didn't eat any breakfast and stuff like that, but you ate at night before you went to bed. And then the next day, you didn't eat anything until right before you went to bed. What day did you fast? Oh, you fasted the meals. No, okay. If that's what you want to do, do it. But you need to do something that subjects your flesh. Something. I don't care if you just, look, I'm not having sugar. I'm fasting off, but of, you know, I'm not drinking beer anymore, but you know, so. <laughs> it's a hard crowd, man. It's one of those keep your day job. <laughs> but, but, but here's, 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 here's the part that, that, that gets me is having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And he says from such turn away. They have a form of godliness, but denying the power there from such turn away. See, this is the problem. What problem? Well, what did you do with the power? What are you doing with the power that God gave you? Yeah, you have a form of godliness, but you're denying the power. Denying means to contradict, to disavow, to reject, to abnegate. That means renounce something that's valuable. To refuse. You're refusing the power. God gave you the power. You, uh, 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 that's okay. That, nah, that, that's, I, don't, I don't know. You know, there's, there's a couple of reasons why people refuse gifts. One of them is they don't want to feel obligated to be nice to you. See, God gave you something, and you don't want to use it. It's like you're refusing it. No, God, I, I, I take that back. Why? If you don't want to have to live holy? You don't have to feel like, nah, God would be right. See, 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 there are folks that have a form of godliness that come from all the denominational religions, all the fake religions, all the people with the Holy Ghost who don't want to live with the Holy Ghost. No, you have a form of godliness. It's a type. But you're denying the power. See, see part of the power of God is this. It's the power of God that helps you to walk in holiness. You know, you couldn't, you, you cannot overcome your flesh without the power of God. You knew that, right? That's part of what he gave you. See, so if God asks you, what are you doing with the, the power that I gave you? 
then you could remember one time, just only one thing, now it's gonna count for your life, but you could say, well, uh, I was by brother so-and-so house, and he said, hey man, I got a nice blunt. And he lit it up, and he offered it to me, and I said, no, nah, man, that's okay. I did that, God, I turned down some weed. Okay, what else you doing with the power? What else? Next time, the power to tell you don't go by his house. What are you doing with this? Look, no, I didn't just give you some little haphazard stuff. I gave you miracle working power. I gave you stuff that is supernatural. I, I, I gave you stuff that I want you to expect something. Look, uh, 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 the, the other day, uh, 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 Mimi was talking to us. She said something. There was a girl. She was the daughter of somebody, whatever. And she said she called Mimi. And she wanted to pray with her or something like that. So she said, well, if you, you want to come over and pray with the woman. I said, okay. I said, give me the information. Well, she didn't, she didn't have the information. Uh, or the woman finally said, that's okay or whatever like that. But in the midst of that, God told me, you need, I want you to go and pray for Shana. I want you to go pray for her. She has this thing with her eyes. And just like you said on Sunday, I want you to expect that it would not rain for three years and six months if necessary. So I said, whoa, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going and use this power. You know, God working this in me. I'm going to tell you about it. Now I'm going to show you how to use it. So I went and, and I prayed for Shana. She, she can't get out, not supposed to anyway. I think she's healed. Because I saw her yesterday, and she's supposed to hold her head down for so many minutes, and then she can only be up for so many minutes. But she was up, her head was up for a long time. Yes, right. I, I, I believe that she's healed. She just doesn't know it or acknowledge it yet. See, see. If God asks me, what are you doing with the power that you're doing? Well, God, I'm doing whatever you tell me. When I pray for somebody, I expect them to be healed. If they're not healed, well, you like the man who, who had the palsy when Peter said, Jesus Christ, make it be whole. That's my part. Your part is to get up. Your part is to get up. See, today, we have people here that are sick, they're ill, or you, you might want to stand proxy for someone that you know that's sick or ill. But God's going to heal some people. I, I'm, I'm believing that if you know. Watch this now. See, the question is this. For the issues you have in your life, what are you doing with the power? What are you doing with the power? And, you know, for your illness, what are you doing with the power? Camille will tell you, I don't want her to tell you, I didn't want her to tell the doctor, but I had sleep apnea. You know, I ain't tell her to tell the doctor, and I'm going there for one thing, you telling the doctor something else. You, you and Dr. Google, whatever your doctor is. 
And, and, and when, that, when I walked away from that, when I got in the car to come home, God told me, okay, I know you're denying it and saying like this, but that really happened. You get mad at her. She just telling the doctor, you know, the girl care about you. She don't want you, you know, be laying there caught like that. And she had to call the ambulance for you to come get you out of the bed, you know, like that. <laughs> and I said, yeah, God, I know. I said, but let me tell you something, Lord. I don't have evil. Shandai the I don't have time to pray. for. I don't have to, all this. I, I refuse it. In the name of Jesus, I refuse it. Just sitting there in the seat. Because they told me you ain't going to be able to drive home. So Camille's driving. Just had that conversation with God in the seat. Never happened again. That was eight years ago. I refused it. Now, since that happened in my life, before God told me, that was years before God told me to preach, what are you doing with the power? I've been using the power. I, Sir, you have this. I think you're going to need uh, Whatever you say. What? Take this? Okay, I'll take that. But guess what? I don't care. Jesus gave me a power when I received the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is more powerful than anything that I could even ask or think. It's beyond my comprehension. It's beyond what I would even consider. You know, God's shown some of you that I know that God has blessed you in ways where God's, I didn't even think of that. I wouldn't even thought to ask for that. God, you did something that's so glorious in my life. I wouldn't have thought to ask that. In fact, I was against it. You did it in spite of me to bless me. There's a lot of things that we miss. We, 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 you know, God has given us examples of things that we miss. But, but, but you, you have to figure out what, what are you doing with the power for your illness, for your anxiety. Oh. Some of you are borderline clinically anxious. What are you doing for your doubt? What, 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 what are you doing to power for your doubt? Uh, for the little imperfections that you give into. You know them little things that you say, oh, I know that ain't right. God just going to have to forgive me. That. Oh, and you don't want to be wrong, so you stick with your wrong and not admit it when you know confession is what frees you. We're just trying to find out what are you doing with the power? What is going on with you with that power? Because unless you're telling me that you don't believe the word of God, unless you're telling me that the word of God is not true, then you have to admit, I have a power in me. I have some power that I cannot account for. I'm not using it like I should. Because God said, no, when you get the Holy Ghost, I'm going to give you this power. And not only that, I have this power working in you to do 
exceeding abundantly above what you could ask or think. It's doing great things. It's doing miraculous things. This, 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 this is something else. It is force. You know, force, you know, it, it, it's, it's miraculous power. God, I need a miracle. I, I pray like that. I said, no, God, I, I want a miracle. A miracle. That's, that's what I'm praying for. That's nothing for you. It, we, you know, it's not like you ask me, uh, Pastor, would you give me a million dollars? Well, that's going to be difficult. <laughs> that's going to be very difficult. But if you ask God for a miracle, that's nothing. It's not like he can't do it. No, this this is this is this is ability. The power that you have gives you ability. It gives you abundance. It gives you meaning. It gives you might. It makes you a worker of miracles. We yeah, no. You you see you you too fascinated with Benny Hinn, see? That's your problem. You you want your miracles on TV. Both shots. See? He's giving you power and strength. Mighty, wonderful work. That's what he's giving you. God want to know, what are you doing with the power? See, today, you, 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 the issues in your life, the issues that you have, the things that's bothering you, the things that trouble you, the things that got you caught up and hung up, you, you, you can start to execute that power. You, 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 can, you, you can do something about it. You can say, God, I'm going to use the power now. I'm using it. So the next time God asks you, what are you doing with the power? What are you doing with that power? You, you say, oh, oh, God, doing this, I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. I'm conquering things. I'm living a miraculous life. Father, right now we we thank you for the power that you put in us. We thank you, God, because, you know, we, we don't always know what it is. But we know, God, that your word is true. And we believe, oh God, that this power that you've given us is all that your word says it is. But Lord, we, we have to confess we haven't, we haven't really used the power. We, we haven't even, God, we, we, we don't even think of ourselves as being a miracle worker. We don't even think of ourselves, God, as having force. We don't even think of ourselves as having miraculous power or meaning or might. Lord, every now and then we slip back into being the people 
the 5,000 that were being fed. We slipped back into being the one with the palsy, the one with the sickness, the one with the illness, the one who needs this, who needs that. We forget, Lord, that we are the body of Christ. We are the ones that are, are, are healing the sick, feeding the hungry, ministering to those that have need. Lord, Lord, <laughs> we want to be like what you described. The blind receiving their sight, the lame walking, lepers cleansed, deaf hearing, dead raised, and the poor having the gospel preached to them. Lord, help us that we start applying and using this power for your will, your purpose, your intent. God, not only with others, but in our own lives. Help us, oh God, to believe. Help us to believe, Lord. And to stand on your word. God, far be it from us to contradict your power, to reject your power, to seek to refuse your power. Lord, let it continue to work in us. Lord, there are people here today that are suffering. They're suffering more from a lack of knowledge, God, and belief and faith than they are from the sickness or illness that is troubling them. They're suffering more from doubt, oh God, than pain. God, help us to realize that if we came to you believing, if we use the power of God to overcome doubt, it would overcome our illness, our sickness, our troubles. God, let us have a renewed mind. Continue, O oh God, to provide us with revelation. Now, Lord, show us. Come on, if you're sick, if you're ill. You have some situation in your life. I believe the power of God, the power that is in us, the power that he gave us. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Healer right now. In Jesus' name. Without a doubt. In the name of Jesus. Evil. 
Do it, Lord. Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Glory to God. God, you can do all things. By your stripes, we heal. If we come to you believing, Lord, whatsoever we ask, oh God, in your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bind everything that would hinder right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, I confess. Yes, Lord, I confess. Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. I need this, Lord. I need this, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need this, Lord. I need it, Lord. I confess, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. I'm expecting a miracle. Jesus. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Will anybody else believe? Come on. Come on. Will anybody else believe in? What are you doing with the power? What are you doing with the power? Oh, glory. Come on, now you just need to get up. Come on. Come on, get up off your sick bed. Come on. Glory to God. No, I know a man who is miraculously healed. And later on that day, he started limping again. He didn't want to get off his sick bed. If you believe. Come on, church. What have you done with the power? Glory to God. Glory to God.
God, one more praise. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Our service times are listed in the bulletin. Welcome all of you that have joined us today. Please remember to pray for the lost, the sick, the backslidden, for our fellowship, all of our associated churches. If you have any prayer needs, please text or call Minister Camille Moten. Our numbers listen to the bulletin. Our next friends and family will be held February 11th. Please invite those you've been sharing the gospel with, uh, friends, family, and church members who haven't been coming. There will be a sign-up sheet for contributions and cleanup on the welcome table. The next women's chat meeting will be held on Saturday, February 17th. Topic of discussion, there will be a continuation of the book of Esther. So please read chapters 6 through 10. Make sure you mark the date and they hope to see you there. For more information or if you are interested in joining the group, please talk with Minister Camille Moten. Um, we would like to, we would like your permission to send you a text if we cancel. So please send the words cancel to 402-319-7898 if you agree to be added. Um, and if you're free anytime between noon and 1 p.m. on Wednesdays, please join us here at time at, at church. Even if you can only stay 10 to 15 minutes, come and agree in prayer. Are there any other announcements? Okay. Hello, hello. Okay. Um, I was sitting over there really debating if I was going to share this with you all. And it's been heavy on my heart for weeks now. But I consider you all family, so I, I feel like there's no judgment here. There's no need for shame. Um, I feel like God does everything on purpose, not by accident. 
So today, this really um, encouraged me to use um, my past trials um, in hopes to strengthen someone else. So um, many of you may ha not have known, but last year around this time, um, my face was on Crime Stoppers. I was wanted um, for a crime, and it was robbery. And um, God had put it on my heart way before that even happened to let go of some friendship and some associations, and I didn't. I was disobedient in that way. Um, and it led me in legal trouble. So I was wanted, um, and I had to eventually turn myself in last year around this time, and I was scared out of my mind because I had never been in trouble. I had never experienced any legal troubles or um, let alone been to jail. So I did that. Um, I was bonded out within a couple days, but even when I was sitting in the jail cell, I, I thought to myself, I, I thought God had failed me because I was in a place in my life where I was in the presence of God. I was in church community. I was in Bible study, all of the things. And I was in the cell, um, very sad, and with tears in my eyes, I was just asking God, like, God, how did I end up here? Like, like, what are you, what are you, like, what are we doing? How did I end up here? And I, I thought for a second there, I don't deserve this, and I, I began to feel sorry for myself. Fast forward, February of last year, that was my very first court appearance for um, bond releasal. And they were reading off all the evidence they had against me and the charges I was I was being um, um, charged with. And I'm sitting in the courtroom by myself. My mom did not come. My dad didn't come. Not a brother, not a friend, no one. And I wasn't really familiar with legal terminology, so I didn't know what, what they were saying. I didn't know what to pee out to or what, what not to pee out to. Um, and as I'm sitting there and the detective is in front of me, he's reading off all the charges against me. Um, I, I can tell by his demeanor, he had already felt that it didn't matter whether or not I was guilty. In his eyes, I was. Um, and I heard God clear as day. I was so scared. I just had this really, really sick feeling in my stomach like, Lord, I'm going to jail. Um. And God said clearly to me, clear as day, in my head, I heard, the battle is already won. Even though my fear and um, just my unbelief couldn't see that. I'm like, how is the battle already won? Like, do you not hear all the evidence they have against me, God? What are you, what are you saying to me? But I held on to that thought. So, um, Throughout last year, God took his time. And I, I now understand why he didn't allow anyone to show up for me. No family, no friends. It was just me. And I was pregnant at the time. So here I am going to and from court with a, a toddler on my hip, not understanding where this could go, all these threats being thrown at me. They're telling me you're going to go to prison a minimum of three years. I didn't have money for a real lawyer. They appointed me one. But we all know what that means. If you don't have money for a real lawyer, your eyes aren't really good. Um, but I didn't have a choice. And at that time, I was really, really pressing into God. Even though I felt like God had failed me, I pressed into him more. 
I would get up every morning and I would worship him. I would journal to him and I would just pray that he would free me from this situation. And I didn't know how he was going to do that. Um, and there was a song that I would like to play um, all the time. And it's a song, I don't know who it's by, but it's a song called God's Problem. And I felt like at the time I had a situation where it wasn't my problem, it was a God problem. I couldn't fix it. Um, so anywho, um, we were getting down to the last little bit of time. And I, and, and, and I, w- I would say I was about nine months into um, fighting the case. And my public defender, she came to me and said, you're looking at three years in prison. Um, I'm going to give you the best legal advice. I think you should plea out. And I told her no. And she 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 honored my you know my decision. Um, but she always came back around with more threats like, hey, well they're threatening to do this and do that and take your kids and da 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 and you know, just how they how they do that's the job, you know, to get you to plea out so that you won't experience the other end of that. So, um here we are. Um, it's the end of the year, it's in December. Um I had I had got one more plea agreement. They had gave me three prior to that. I had one. This is my last chance. The prosecutor told me he said um, she can plea out to a misdemeanor, and we will give her thirteen months of probation. But if not, I will proceed with the case and I will take her to trial. I do have witnesses, and she will go to jail. He told my public defender this, so she caught me the night before I had court, and she said. I need a decision from you now. What are you going to do? Are you going to take the plea agreement? Or are you going to go to trial? I said, can I think about that? She's like, no, I need a decision now. I said, well, you're not giving me a choice. You're, you're, you're forcing my hand, and I need time to think. She said, your deadline is until 9 a.m. the next morning. At court the next morning. I prayed all night. The next morning, I got up for court, and God just told me, be still. So... I know in translation, that means don't make any move. So that morning, she blew my phone down. I had court at 11. She called me from 9 until 10.45. I didn't answer. I said, I'll, I'm going to see her. She's going to come to court, so I'll just see her at court. And she came around the corner, and she said, Shadeja, I need you to give me an answer. What are you going to do? I said, I don't know if you believe in God or not, but he told me to be still. So my answer is no. She said, do you understand what, what you're saying? Do you know who your jurors, and this is no disrespect to any race. I love all people. She said, do you know who your jurors are going to be? White Americans who live in West Omaha. You are an African-American mother. You don't have a real lawyer. I'm being honest with you. This does not look good. You will go to jail. I said, that's okay. So she gets up and she goes to the or they discussed like what they're going to do or whatever. She went to the bullpit and um, she talked to them and she came back out and said, he's going to give us a decision in a second. I, I stood up and I walked around the corner away from her and I just, even though I stood firm in front of her and I may have seen my doctor, I Experiencing so much disbelief. But I was trying to be obedient to God. Being disobedient to the situation I was in. 
and I didn't have my mom there. I didn't have my dad there. I was alone. And I was scared. I'm like, God, you said you were a man that you said that lie. And I don't know if I'm going to go to jail, but if that's what it's supposed to be, then I trust you. And she came on the corner. She, all she said was, charges dismissed. And I don't, after that, after that, I couldn't even tell you what else that woman said because I just started praising God in that courtroom. I didn't care what I looked like. I didn't care if I looked crazy. And she, uh, and I know this is the devil. And after I stopped praising Jesus, she said, good luck in your life. And I don't know if you um, will take this advice or not, but you need therapy. And I say, you know what? I don't even care if that was a clap or not. God bless you. And I am going to get therapy. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good evening. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Let's praise him one last time. For the miracle working God that we have. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. When you're dismissed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.